0: You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to episode 471 of Locked On Raptors. It's your interim host, Vivek Jacob, once again filling in for Sean Woodley, who is doing yeoman's work in Red Deer covering the Canada Winter Games. We were initially going to do the podcast together, uh, this Raptors-Celtics reaction post-game reaction pod, but Sean has been on the air for seven hours, and the throat has nothing left to give, he says, so here I am, uh, running this one solo. Alright, so the Raptors crushed the Celtics 118-95, to Pascal Siakam led all scores with 25, um, kind of story of the game uh, when you take that and compare it with Kyrie Irving, Al Horford, and Jason Tatum combining for just 26. Uh, The game opened out uh, the first quarter pretty even, 32-30 Celtics after one. Um, But the game changer was a ridiculous 36-13 second quarter in favor of the Raptors. It was probably the best quarter of basketball uh, the team has played all season, um And honestly, that's where I'm going to start. Usually we start the show with uh, the main takeaway from this game. And for me, it was the compete level that the Raptors came out with right from the tip. Um, and even though the first quarter was even it, it, pretty much even the Celtics, even though they led after the first quarter, the intensity th- with which the Raptors played. You could not doubt that. I, I thought it was, uh, there were a lot of hard mistakes that led to the, uh, the Celtics scoring. And um, I think Nick Nurse had a great quote as well, where he, he said after the game, you know, even though it was 32 30 Celtics after the first, he felt like with the way the game was flowing, with the way the Raptors were playing so hard, he felt the score could have just as easily been 32 to 20 for the Raptors. And then, you know, the great thing to see is, you know, nurses talked about the Raptors sometimes getting into these lulls where um, the ball is not going in the basket or they're not able to get stops and they kind of get down on themselves. It was great to see them stick with it, carry it over into the second quarter. And uh, the defense was just stifling uh, right from the get-go. The rotations were on point. Patrick McCaw... Um, was on one. He was all over the place at one point it seemed like he was guarding all five guys um, and then you know when he gets out in transition uh, he looks like it, his limbs are headed in every direction. It, it feel like it makes it impossible to kind of get a read on him or take a charge or whatever it may be because you have no idea which way he's going and then all of a sudden he's at the basket. Uh, he was really really impactful. Um, another guy that w- that had a positive impact for me was Jeremy Lin. I thought his defense, um, Danny Green started out on Kyrie Irving in the first quarter, and I thought defended him pretty well. Um, Kawhi had a couple possessions on Kyrie as well. Um, clearly, they were going to make sure that he didn't get going early and get the Celtics into a rhythm. Uh, but Danny did pick up two fouls, and that's when Jeremy Lin came into the game, picked up the Kyrie matchup, and I thought did a really good job. Um Just solid fundamentals. Um, Didn't really fall for any of of the head fakes, the feints, anything like that. Stayed in front of Kyrie, which we all know is virtually impossible to do. Uh, Contested shots, and then you just hope for the best. And uh, again, Kyrie just uh, was not there at the races tonight. He finished with 7 points, 3 of 10 shooting. Um, And there were multiple looks of him on the bench, just looking extremely displeased. We can get to that later. Uh, but again, the Raptors, uh, that second quarter was just probably the best defense you've, you've seen all season. Everything came together. And then I loved seeing Lowry and Gasol together in the second unit. Um, both of the, both of those brains together, the basketball IQ that they possess, it just makes things so much easier for the other guys around them. It doesn't really matter who. Um, and it just allows those role players... Uh, to just be themselves, because Gasol and Lowry, they can both accentuate whatever the primary skill is of that role player. Whether it's you know Patrick McCaw being able to get out on, get out to the races, whether it's um, you know OJ Ananobi uh needing to spot up or w- whatever it may be uh, that that's that that role player is uh, bringing to the table besi- uh, alongside Kyle Lowry and Mark Gasol. Um, Mark Gasol again. Um, really effective off the bench. Um, I know some people are going to complain about the minutes, 23 minutes, but uh, when he has an impact like he does, you can't really complain. And honestly, when Sergio Ibaka also plays the way that he does, uh, it did in this one, uh, you can't complain either. So uh, Gasol finished the game with eight assists, um, ha- had some great chemistry uh, once again with Kyle Lowry. Um set up Norman Powell for a bunch of easy buckets. He had some good looks. Norman Powell was shooting the ball well, uh, finished three for four from three, finished with 11 points. It was a plus 17 in just 18 minutes. And uh, I mean, that, that, that was kind of <laughs> uh, the box score for everyone tonight. Uh, everyone kind of had their chance to slap up the Celtics. Uh, even Chris Boucher came in at the end, um, had a nice dunk uh, uh, on a breakaway. Um, yeah, Jody Meeks getting some playing time. And Malcolm Miller made it 3-2. So it was that kind of night for the Raptors. Everything was clicking offensively, defensively. Um, and then I, th- I think one th- another point worth noting is going into the second half, obviously the Raptors were carrying uh, that huge 21-point lead. Um, the Celtics did come out with a lot, uh, with a lot more effort uh, to start the third quarter and um, they cut the lead to 16 and Nick Nurse called a timeout. And I thought that was a really good timeout early in the third to sort of make sure that things didn't let slip. Uh, We've seen over and over this season that the Raptors have had games where, you know, they've built up these big leads and teams have come back on them and then forced them to play these tight fourth quarters. But uh, that lead was cut to 16. The Raptors came back out and uh, Kawhi Leonard took over and, uh, I thought he was incredibly effective, in, you know, in the post, in the isolation on the elbow, um, and I feel like he's, he's, he's recognizing the weapons at his disposal as well. Um, he's so methodical; you expect that from him in terms of how he goes about his. Um, go-to moves but I think right now the way he's able to recognize the defense and the comfort level you can see is just growing with the teammates he's got around him even though some of them are new faces um, I think you know there were multiple times where he he got doubled and he was was, actually there was one uh, skip pass that he threw to Pascal Siakam in the corner that um, was incredible to see it was he was down um, on the right block um, and the double came, and he backed away and attra- attracted the defense. And then uh, he was able to make the pass all the way across to the corner to Siakam uh, for the three. Um, the Raptors were able to push the lead back out in that third quarter. And we're pretty much in cruise control from there. I know some people on Twitter were complaining about the lineup. Uh, nurse went to an all-bench lineup um, with the Raptors pretty much up 30. And I mean... At that point, who really cares? Uh, it didn't really bother me at all. It, it, I mean, you know, maybe maybe Nick Nurse was flexing a little bit. Um, just enjoying the moment and uh, giving his other guys a chance and uh, managing Kawhi's load. Uh, why don't we put it that way? Um, Kawhi only needed to play 26 minutes tonight. Uh, super efficient. Uh, 21 points, 9 of 15 from the field. Uh, six rebounds, four assists. And then... We can't get through this game without talking about Kyle Lowry. We talked about the compete level that the Raptors showed right from the get-go, and the way he came out in this game. This is this was the full KLO experience. Um, both ends, you know, really being aggressive, getting to the basket, taking his shot when it was there for him. Defensively, taking charges, uh, you know, getting to loose balls. Um, he had one just ridiculous offensive rebound that he had no right getting to um, off a broken play, and then then he kicks it back out, and the Raptors get a three off that, uh, finish the game with 11 assists, six rebounds, um, seven points. He he, he doesn't really need to score uh, when the Raptors have it going like this, and um, I think that is one thing that has made me a lot more confident in the Raptors' Getting to their ceiling, I think right from the beginning uh, of this season, the Raptors were a championship caliber team that, you know, in the best case scenario, um, you could see them getting to the NBA finals and then you sort of go from there. Obviously, the Warriors were the favorites no matter what. Um, But with the way this team is constructed now, where Lowry, you know, even... Even him being a tertiary, like the third option is sort of like a bonus. Um, he can be the fourth guy, the fifth guy, and if he's as long as he's doing all the other things, uh, you you have Kawhi scoring the ball the way he can, Pascal Siakam, uh, Gasol creating offense for all these bench guys uh, and getting them going. Then you've got Ibaka. You know <laughs> Ibaka was six six for seven um, in this game for his 14 points. So, um, there's just so many weapons on this team that Lowry can just go about doing what he does best. Um, and then the scoring is, is now honestly a bonus. If, if he, if he's making his shot, um, in a playoff series, it's going to be damn near impossible to stop this team. Uh, the Raptors were in this game incredibly efficient in the half court. I was, I was looking at um, uh, cleaning the glass and just trying to figure out what they were doing in the half court. And um, they, they were scoring over 110 points per game in the half court, which is uh, just insane. Uh, the Raptors have been one of the best fast break teams in the league all season. And so you kind of expect that from them, their ability to get out in transition and, um, They forced 14 turnovers uh, on this night and um, plenty of breakaways and uh, easy baskets for the Raptors there. Uh, Besides that, uh, you know, we we can talk about uh, Nurse's coaching strategy as well. You know, I thought one of the interesting things uh, coming into this game was going to be to see if Gasol kept his starting spot after starting against Orlando, Um, went back to Ibaka and, you know, the debate is going to be had about you know whether whether or not it should be Gasol, but it's hard to argue with what Ibaka has done all season, um, and I think if if Nurse Nurse feels comfortable enough to play the matchups and he's got the egos in order where Gasol doesn't care and Ibaka doesn't care, um, then maybe that's something you just ride with um, going all the way into the playoffs. Uh, I, obviously, I see the case for Gasol and, you know, maybe you look at a potential Brook Lopez matchup, but, you know, if he's going to keep that card uh, to his chest until the time he has to play it, I think that's fair game to him. Um, Again, I thought Ibaka was really effective in this one. Um, And, you know, uh, for the Celtics, I think uh, it was really strange uh, in that second quarter when the the Raptors went on that 18-0 run Uh, for Brad Stevens to not call a single timeout and sort of... uh, I don't know if that was just a way of saying, hey, you guys need to solve this problem right now. You guys just aren't giving effort. And, you know, that's something that you always expect from a Brad Stevens team, I feel. Um, The last few seasons we've seen, you always expect them uh, to give maximum effort, you know, even if they're having offensive woes or whatever it may be. So now um, to see the effort not really there um, or just feel defeated by what the Raptors were doing, um i think that is a concern especially at this time of the season in a big game on national tv uh where you're trying to make a statement they've lost three straight now and it just feels like they've had all these ups and downs where you know it feels like they they figure it out for a little bit and then they go into a lull and then they figure it out again and then they go back into a lull um we we'll have to see if you know that continues into the postseason um Going back to Pascal Siakam, this guy uh, four for five from three, and I don't think anyone could have foreseen his three point shot getting to the point where it is now. His corner shot, he is so confident in that shot. It is uh, it is heartwarming to see a guy. Obviously, you know we all know the story about um, how you know he's made it such a point to dedicate everything he's doing to his late dad um but all the work he's put in to see it pay off again this is a guy that was in the g league his rookie season um winning finals mvp in the g league and literally two seasons later he's being looked at as an all-star snub was looked at as a centerpiece in an anthony davis trade a potential anthony davis trade and um yeah, his scoring, I think, is probably the biggest game-changer. We, we talk about Gasol coming over in the trade, Lin coming over um, as a buyout signing, but Pascal Siakam's scoring has changed the dynamic of this team. It has changed um, how, I think, opponents perceive this team now as well because he's become such a focal point in the offense. And again, to get an idea of his growth, you look at what he was doing against the Celtics coming into this game. Um, you know they had kind of, I think, figured him out. You know he was averaging eight point seven points uh, a game in the three games before this. He was uh, he, he wasn't really effective against them last season either, and um, they seemed to be comfortable with just like daring him to shoot, giving him space, They're cutting off uh, lanes, collapsing on him in the paint, and now. You know he's he obviously he's got that spin move. He's he, but when he's making the shot, you, you take away that game plan from them completely. So um, he gets 25 points after putting up 26 points combined um, in the three previous games against the Celtics. So that shows you again how far he's come. And then on top of that, you know we all uh, he's a two-way player. He gives you the defense, um, can defend multiple positions, and everything is clicking right now for the Raptors. Um, Another encouraging point for the Raptors is the three-point shot. Uh, obviously, we've talked about how they've sort of languished you know, in that bottom third of uh, the league in terms of three-point shooting, but we're slowly seeing that uh, start to tick upwards. And um, tonight in this game, uh, what did they shoot? They shot 17 for 36 from downtown again. Again, um, Siakam was money. Ibaka was money. It it, it, it tells you something about this team that, you know, they go 17 for 36 from downtown. And Kyle Lowry and Kawhi Leonard were combined two for seven. So uh, it's obviously an area that the Raptors can feel more encouraged by. Um, They've quickly moved up. I mean, I, I remember looking, you know, just two weeks ago around that. They were 24th, I think, in three-point shooting. They're now up to 16th, shooting 35.1% as a team. And if that continues to trend upwards, um, the ball keeps moving. Uh, and you know, Nick Nurse made the point about the, he's seeing a lot more cuts now with Gasol there. You know, players are anticipating that he can make the pass, so they're trying to identify all these passing lanes, knowing that the pass will come. Um, and it's all really coming together for this Raptors team as they head down the stretch. And you know, I really think it's important that over the next month uh, that they hit their top gear because uh, the schedule does get pretty light over the final ten games. And you could imagine, um, you know, the team may be looking to give Kawhi a bit more rest, get him all set for the postseason. Um, and so, if you can get them clicking on all cylinders right now uh in these uh, over this next month before that final 10 games which includes you know i think a couple of games against the bulls um you know they play the Knicks, so it, it, it's pretty light towards the end so i this is a really encouraging sign uh so early with this group that you know jeremy lynn and marcus all you you only expect them to get better from here and that's only going to bode well uh, heading into the postseason. All right. I think I have rambled on enough for tonight. Again, make sure you uh, rate, review, subscribe to the Locked On Raptors podcast. Make sure you check out all uh, that's available on the Locked On Network. Uh, and till next time, I will see you then. A hey, Prime members.